Welcome to the sound of supreme bliss This is one podcast you can miss Connecting real issues to the Buddhist teachings To get the true meaning Come join the sound of supreme bliss Homage to the blessed one, the worthy one, the supremely enlightened one My name is Kalani and I have my friend Chavani here with me Welcome to our eighth episode of Sound of Supreme Bliss, everyone. So this week, we will be talking about the discourses about the noble promises of God Sakya. This is from the book stories of Sakya, Lord of Gods, on page 37. Sakya, for those of you that don't know, was a human being. He adopted and undertook seven vows by virtue of which he achieved the status of Sakya, the ruler of two heavenly worlds known as Dalatimsa, and Chatum Maharajika. And these are the seven vows. So the first one is, as long as I live, I may help my parents. So sometimes uh, we do forget that our parents are getting old as well. And mm. we kind of forget to spend time with our parents because we're living our own lives. Right, Khan? Yeah. And I feel like it's it's something we take for granted as well. Um, you know, we, we always just like, oh, yeah, our parents are there. They're always around. And we forget to give them the attention and care and love that they deserve. And I know, um, especially during lockdown as well, some people, you know, being confined with all your family members at the one time, some people then might be um, an arising of some frustrations and there might be some some relationships maybe affected during lockdown. So sometimes it's quite natural that this happens, but we always need to respect, you know, that there are parents at the end of the day and we do need to love and respect and care for them as long as you live regardless of of us being temporarily annoyed in the moment for something they might say or do which (laughs) which is majority of the time as well because you know sometimes the way they live is not the same that we're used to as well yeah Um, and like we should try to try and help them with the time that they are with us as well so like Mm. you know small things like helping with chores just like sweeping up the house or if you see dishes in the um in the sink and you know mm. your mum's gonna eventually come down to do them you might as well just do them get them out of the way but yeah. it's the small things that kind of help your parents as well yeah so they they are getting old we're getting old but yeah. they're getting older exactly um, yeah so <laughs> scary to think about when you say that <laughs> i know right because you don't really think about it it's not something that you you know you don't think about it on a day-to-day basis Mm, it's only when something comes up you go yes yeah it's true and you don't realize as well that your you know your parents are growing old if you're especially if you're living with them I know some some of my friends they they had to go interstate for work and they tell me they're like Colin you know every time I come home I see my parents like I see them getting older before my eyes and I was like oh you know that's something I don't see because I see my parents all the time so, you know, it's it's definitely something a lot of us who live at home with our parents take for granted. And this is your your message and your reminder not to do that and to help your parents whenever you can. Yeah. And also with technology evolving, oh. <laughs> yeah. there are so many new generations of iPads and iPhones and computers and whatnot. And majority of like um, the applications and everything is now online, even for mm. like, during the pandemic, you've got to scan a QR code and 
you know, the older generation don't know how to use a phone mm. to scan a QR code. I mean, we learnt it while trialing it out as well. But yeah. um, we got it easy because we kind of grew up with technology. Yeah, that's so true. That's so <laughs> yeah, true. and so parents, they kind of have it a little bit harder or like the older yeah. generation because, one, they weren't grow- they didn't grow up with technology and, two, it keeps changing. So as soon mm. as they get used to it, yeah. it changes again. <laughs> it changes again. Like it's hard for us to keep up too, to be honest. Yeah, so I think we just need to take a moment and consider that the fact that you know, our parents won't always be there for us mm. and to not take advantage of the current time but also, you know, so later on you can look back and be like, look, actually I did something for my parents. I was yeah. there for them when they needed me. Yeah. Um, and it's just something to consider yeah. when you're doing everything during your everyday lives. Yeah. And you mentioned, you know, um, looking after well, parents with the the bridge in technology because you know they're quite older as well that kind of perfectly segues on to the next part which is as long as I live um, I will respect family elders so that's the second vow that Lord Saka took um, and it's it's about respecting you know there is a generation gap between the, the older generation and us you know there's a funny joke we say okay boomer like you know we make fun of them but we should respect the life that they've lived and the experiences that they've lived regardless of their views being different to ours they did grow up in a different time in a different culture and a different society as well we still need to respect them um simply because they are their elders and we need to just regardless of the differences respect them as who they are as people um Chavani, you actually told me a really interesting story about this one that you're uh about with your mum yeah, so she's a nurse and she used to work at an aged care and so she comes across as a, a lot of older people and some with illnesses, sicknesses and so forth. So she always brings a story home and this story was about an Italian lady who has dementia mm. um, and so her mother tongue is Italian and she obviously moved down here quite some time ago, her kids grew up here they only know how to speak English because she thought that with the current environment she should be teaching her kids English and rather than Italian and so her grandkids and so forth and they're all speaking in English but with time um, this Italian lady she kind of went back to her mother tongue which is Italian Mm. and so she had a really tough time communicating with her kids and her grandkids because they didn't know Italian. Yeah. Um, they only know English, but she's kind of gone backwards because of dementia. Yeah. And so there was a really, it was like really hard to communicate. And I felt like at that point when she told, when mum told me about it, I was like, you know what, I'm really grateful that my parents took the time to wake me up at nine o'clock in the morning <laughs> and take me to the Hampasal and Singer School to, you know, learn the basics of singular. Mm. Um, and back then I was like, oh, just waking up at 9 o'clock to, you know, learn how to write in singular is just really, really tough. But yeah, it actually helps in life if something like this was to happen, I can still communicate to my parents or my grandparents or, you know, people in Sri Lanka in singular yeah. um, rather than English because one it's this communication isn't quite there yeah um and also like to be able to read like some basic 
um, Buddhism books, which mm. is in Singhala and like, you know, it's originally um, in Pali, but it's, like it's got a closer connection. Singhala and Pali had a closer connection. Rather than Pali and English. (laughs) Yeah, that's true. Yeah, so I thought that was really interesting. And, you know, it's things that you don't hear about on a day-to-day basis, but when someone talks about it, you go, oh, you know what, you're right. There is things like this that is happening to everyone else in the world. Mm. And also, like, learning languages does help you, um, gives you a deeper understanding of the culture as well. So you, it, it only kind of makes it easier for you to respect your elders in, in that culture and that context as well, just to know how to treat people the way that they should be treated too. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it is it is definitely important to, like, learn your language and speak to people in the language that they know too. So the third one is, as long as I live, I may speak gently. Mm. Any ideas, Colin? <laughs> well, um, so that to me that 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 sounds like not using harsh words speaking with kindness and understanding like I work in in custom I work with customers on a regular basis patients clients things like that and I know for a fact if a person if a patient or a customer is having a problem and they come at me all guns blazing angry like you did this wrong you're not doing this right and they're yelling at me the last thing I want to do is help them. Yeah. Like I'm going to do the bare minimum to get this person away from me and that's all I'm going to do just to just to maintain a neutral interaction. That's all I'm going to do. But if someone comes to me and then they speak to me kindly and loving, like gently, I, I want to go above and beyond for this person because I'm. it's easier for me to empathize with them when they're speaking to me in a calm, neutral manner I'm just like, oh, yeah, you know, I'm so sorry this happened. And I will literally go above and beyond. Like, I'm not even going to lie. I've given some customers discounts just because they were nice to me. And I was like, you know what? Being nice to people and speaking gently goes a long way. Um, I feel like, Chavity, you actually have a really, really good story for this one too. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yes, actually. <laughs> happened recently as well. Um, yeah, happened very recently. <laughs> Um, so we went to uh, listen to some Dhamma sermons at one of our family friends' house. And like everyone else, we kind of uh, got carried away with our lives, you know, working, studying, yeah. um, trying to fit in everything that we missed yeah, out like, in the past year. We decided to, you know, pick ourselves up by the bootstraps and, you know, start recording again. Um, and Charmini will tell you why. <laughs> <laughs> well, actually... During that Dhamma sermon, um, after it all ended, um, I went and spoke with the Swami once there. And the way Swami once spoke to me was in the most gentle manner. And it was really motivating because Swami once was like, you know, you should continue to do this podcast because there is so many people out there who do listen to it and they actually enjoy listening to um, everyday talk along with dumber and so people can relate to it more Mm. and the way Swamata spoke about it though it was in the most kindest way possible and instantly I was like yes and I just felt like you know this is something I have to do because Swamata was really nice about it like it was in the most kindest way possible and very understanding of our current situation as well instantly I just wanted to change because of the way that Swamata spoke to me yeah. Um and that takes a like there's a difference. If someone spoke in a harsh way, you definitely don't feel like doing it. 
Yeah. Um, but when they're in a really understanding and a loving, kind manner, you instantly just <laughs> you just say yes. Yeah. You you um, have no option but to say yes because it yeah. was so well spoken and you're just like, okay, yes, I will I will do it. I will do it right now. That's it. <laughs> and it was just really nice to hear it. Um and to actually be like, you know what? Swimance is right. Um I was so carried about like going on about my everyday life that I didn't really have time to think about anything else. Sort of thing. Mm. I didn't really think about, you know, there are people out there who like to listen to podcasts and it's a better understanding of Dhamma which relates to our everyday life and so forth. And just being able to help people in the easiest way possible, which is like by interactions and talking. Um, mm. So, yeah, yeah, definitely an eye-opener. <laughs> <laughs> and on the topic of speaking gently, um, the next vow that uh, Saka made was, as long as I live, I may not speak divisively. So what that means is not causing disagreements between people, not creating conflict, um, obviously not breaking relationships and friendships, I feel like a classic example of this is um, someone that's two-faced. And I feel like everyone, you know, would know what I mean when I say someone that's being two-faced, someone that's showing one front to you, but then behind your back is saying something else. Um, And I'm sure we would have all come across someone like that at least once in our life. Mm -hmm. Um, And that is a prime example of someone you don't want to be because when you're around someone that's, for example, bad-mouthing people, saying things, you can only imagine what they're saying behind your back too. Mm-hmm. Um, and that, that that kind of attitude is is not something you want to engage with. And people don't like being around that. So obviously stay away from that. You know, as, as Chavani mentioned, you know, when Swami Nancy spoke to her just lovingly and gently, you, you're more inclined to want to surround yourself with people like that. And Swami Nancy definitely didn't say anything divisive to you. So no. it, it brought Chavani <laughs> and I together again to make sure we like we got this We've got this podcast up and running again. So that's the next thing is to, to to not speak divisively and to not create conflict between people. Yeah, and it was just like as soon as I saw Kalini later on, I was like, do you know what happened? And I just told her because it was just, it really hit me um, the way Taiwanese spoke. And I thought it, was, it would be really good to share with Kalini as well because not only is she doing the podcast with me, but um, it was just, it was really beautiful, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> it was really, really nice. And yeah. And to be fair, I needed to hear that too because I was just similar. Like we, I obviously got carried away with life and I was just like, oh. Because I know I know the Swaranazi that Chavani is talking about and I was like, I can only imagine how Swaranazi spoke to you. And I was just like, okay, right, I have to do this now. Like I have <laughs> not making excuses, gone on the days. Chavani literally messaged me yesterday. She's like, hey, we need to record. I'm like, okay, done. Let's do it tomorrow. Um, so that's the power of speaking gently to people it gets things done and it it makes people feel good Mm -hmm. yeah um (laughs) all right so on to the fifth one so as long as i live i may live at home without greediness removing the stain of stinginess open-handed always ready to give always free to help others delighting in giving and sharing and well organized in giving charity so this is a lot to do with donations, giving away, um, helping other people. But one way to look at it is thinking that everything is impermanent. So if you look at it that way, so you 
it's just easier. It's an easier way to think of things. So, um, for example, clothes. I have a habit of some clothes that I don't, like if I buy them instantly and I come home and I go, oh, that's not exactly what I want. I have a habit of just leaving the tags on and I put it into another bag mm. um, that I will either give away um, or for a later stage because most of the time I lose a receipt or something so I can't mm. give it back anyway. Yeah. And so what I do is I just put it in a bag and then when I'm doing my spring cleaning, Mm-hmm. I um, take it all out and because they're still new clothes, I put them into a bag to give to, um, what's it called? I went blank. Uh, up shops? Yeah, up shops. So like it's giving away clothes um, and it's like stores and places that give those clothes to other people in need sort of thing. Mm. Um, and I did that a lot when we were going to Lanka as well. Um, I would usually do a spring clean up before I go Lanka. So then I find all those new clothes that I put in different places and yeah. um, put them all together and add that to my 30 kilos. Oh, my God. Luggage. <laughs> um, but, yeah, no, just thinking that everything's impermanent, it's just an easier way of life, honestly. Yeah. When you think that everything's impermanent too, it just makes it so much easier to give because, like, if you think, like, oh, you know, this is a bit like getting dark real fast, but if you literally just, like, oh, you know, like I, I could die tomorrow and you're just like, well, what am I going to do with all this like wealth sitting with me? Like I could like give it to people and not like I'm not encouraging everyone to just like go ahead and just like lose all your wealth, but I'm just saying like it, it encourages the act of giving. You know, if you see someone that needs help, you know, there's so many times, so many people walk by, so many homeless people, like you just think like you just start to ignore them after a while and a lot of people do that. And it's just taking the moment to be like, oh, look, you know, I have some change. Let me give me give you some spare change. Or if you want, going out of their way to maybe buy them a warm, a hot meal or something just to help. And if you think, you know, like this life is impermanent and this person's this person's situation is pretty bad, um, it, it helps to give as well. Um, for me, at least, I like I just remind myself, I'm like, if I like if I was to die in the next five minutes, at least I died doing a good deed, good deed not yeah. walking past someone and ignoring them. Um that's the way I think about it, at least. And it, I know that's a bit dark sometimes, but it's the concept of impermanence, isn't it? Yeah, um, you can't take anything with you. The only thing yeah. you're taking is pretty much the merits that you gained and exactly. the merits. So best way is just to always consider that everything is impermanent. Um, it's also like one way of looking at, you know, helping your parents as well. Everything is impermanent. Your parents mm. are impermanent. You're impermanent. Your friends mm. are impermanent. Everything around you is impermanent. Yeah. So to be able to give and kind of give and then also forget. So not – I know some people who um, give things but they always hold a grudge and go, oh, well, you know, I gave this. Why aren't they giving something yeah. back? Yeah, it's um, very transactional. It's like they expect something in return. Exactly, yeah. yeah. And um, uh, there's a lot of the time – I can't remember where I've heard it from. They said that if you say you give money to someone – if you're going to give it, give it in a way that you don't expect anything in back. Yeah. So yeah. In, on the back of your head, you're not going, oh, I gave this person $200. Are they ever going to pay me back? Don't ever think of it that way. If you've given it, you're done. It's gone. Mm. It's impermanent. It's finito. Yeah. So you just, you just got to learn to move on with it and, you know, forget about it because that's not you holding on to that is not going to help you in any way. Yeah. It's going to either bring anger, it's going to bring hatred, 
it's unnecessary and it's you can avoid it if you think yeah. that everything's impermanent. The next uh, vow that Lord Saka took was, as long as I live, I may speak the truth. And this is a pretty simple and obvious one. If you are keeping your five precepts, the fourth precept is to abstain from lying. So if you are abstaining from lying, you are inherently telling the truth and speaking the truth. Um, so I feel like we don't need to go into too much detail with that one. But obviously, if you are, if you are, you know, avoiding divisive speech and all of that, you will, you will be speaking the truth. So yeah, unless there's something you wanted to add to that, Travini? No, no, I think it's pretty straightforward. Um, yeah. Pretty much abstain from lying about anything. Yeah. It, yeah. Um, it could be something small to you, like, um, like a joke. Mm. Um, but usually jokes come from lying anyway. Yeah. So if you can avoid that. Yeah. yeah. It's probably the best. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. All right. So the last one, and um, number seven, is as long as I live, may I be free from anger. And if anger should arise in me, may I remove it quickly? For example, you can practice loving kindness meditation. Anger is something that's kind of like an everyday emotion. And I feel like mm-hmm. these days a lot of people are more are more angry because, you know, there's lockdowns, there's people can't uh, associate with other people as much. It's frustration build up. Um, I'm, we saw a lot during lockdown right Connie yeah people are people are more irritable um and I think this is a really good reminder for people because you know as I mentioned mentioned earlier on in the episode where we we might be like um ruining some of our relationships with our parents it's also good to remind ourselves that that's happening because we are we are more irritable and we are getting angry more and if we were to you know, to to dispel this anger or remove the anger, you wouldn't be having a lot of the problems that you're having with your relationships or or with just the with with the circumstances going on in the world at the moment. Because at the end of the day, it is not within your control. It's understandable you're upset with the with the situation with the pandemic and everything, but it's not within your control. Only thing you can control is how you respond to it. So it's important to to get rid of the anger because the anger is it's not a productive feeling. Like it's, it just makes you feel bad. You feel, and then people around you don't like being around you. Like it's, it's not, it's not a, yeah, it's not a productive feeling. Whereas if you were to, you know, practice the loving kindness meditation, it's, it's, it helps reduce the anger for sure. And it makes, it makes you be a more pleasant person to be around. Um, Yeah. And anger doesn't kind of, it doesn't help you with anything. Exactly. Something that, you yeah definitely regret later on and yeah. it kind of helps you to do wrongdoings absolutely um you during an angry moment you might yeah. do something that you regret or you might cause harm to someone else um, yeah which is something we want to avoid doing because it's it's a very bad feeling yeah it makes you feel really really dark yeah and you kind of lose motivations to do the good things and mm. you miss out on the good opportunities and the good yeah. moments in life because of this anger when if you were to concentrate on just loving kindness, being, you know, kind of being the light rather than the darkness. Like, yeah. That's so true. Sorry, keep going. No, no, <laughs> you're right. Go ahead. <laughs> no, I was just saying that's so true. Like when has... 
when has there ever been a good decision or a good outcome from anger? Like that's, that's never happened. I feel like you literally hear stories and like crimes and everything committed because a person was angry or frustrated. Like you never get a good outcome from being angry. Um, so yeah, practicing loving kindness is definitely, definitely, uh, will 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 grant you those positive outcomes and give you more opportunities just simply because you you're 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 more pleasant to be around and those things will attract into your life i think hmm. Hmm. um that was a very good <laughs> conversation actually i really enjoyed that yeah um, um there is one thing that i just wanted to say which um it's a little quote which kind of summarizes everything that we talked about today um it, which is um, when a person supports his parents and respects his family members and his speech is gentle and courteous and he refrains from divisive words, when he strives to remove stinginess, is truthful and vanquishes anger, the Tavatim Sadevas call him truly a superior person. So, yeah. Way to end it. (laughs) I know. I'd like to be a superior person, you know. (laughs) Yeah. So, before we end the program, we would like to share merits with everyone today. And once again, I want to also mention that when we are sharing merits, we will be asking permission to say our teacher's name by using the word Avasare. So, this is out of respect for our teacher. Alrighty, so let's show the merits we have collected today with the heavenly beings, with our teacher, our Sarai Most Venerable Kiribat Goda Nyanya Nandatero, also known as Pinwat Lokuswam in Lanse to us, with the Venerable Sangha, the volunteers who work hard in sharing the Buddhist teachings, and with all the participants of today's program. May you all rejoice in these merits and realize the Four Noble Truths in this Gautama Buddha's dispensation. Sadhu, sadhu, sadhu. So there are also other places where you can access um, the Buddhist teachings in English. Um, so there is a CDF uh, Colombo Dhamma Friends Facebook page, YouTube, and they have a website as well, www.serenecolombo.org. We've also got Sutta Friends, so suttafriends.org to find suttas. Uh, on YouTube, uh, CDF, so Columba Dhamma Friends on YouTube, has videos of discussions, sermons, and Monks in the Morning, which is another podcast, uh, Monks in the Morning, along with Sound of Supreme Bliss, is also accessible on various platforms such as Spotify and iTunes. And you can visit serenecolombo.org to find out more about the other platforms that we are also on. Yeah, so as Chavani mentioned, these are all the platforms that you can use to keep up to date with programs, videos, and live programs. Don't forget to tune in next time for another episode of Sound of Supreme Bliss.